What is up, people? And thank you so much for listening to this episode of the New Generation Hero Talk Podcast. Today is our Spider-Man Far From Home spoilers review. This is a really exciting podcast that I'm, I'm looking forward to doing because this movie was a lot. It was a lot of, 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 of world building. It was a lot to take in just as a movie in itself. It was a fun, thrilling ride. There were a lot of twists and turns. I mean, the people who told the viewers, the, the, the people who got to review this movie or see it earlier, said, look, this movie's going to have a lot of turns. They were not lying. <laughs> they they, they were, were truthful in that. So I'm very curious to see how my, my buddies here, my bros, what they thought about how this movie ended up shaping out and, and all the turns that they, all the twists and turns that happened in the movie. Should be a great show. This is going to be the really the only thing we focus on today. So uh, this is going to be a full only Spider-Man Far From Home review, which I think this movie deserves it considering how how, how massive it was. Um, so if you've not seen Spider-Man Far From Home and you don't want to be spoiled, this is probably not the podcast for you. Tune into next week's New Generation Hero Talk, uh, or maybe watch listen to last week's if you didn't listen to last week's. But um, but if if you're fine with being spoiled or you've seen the movie, then uh, sit sit back, relax, enjoy the ride. It should be an awesome podcast. So, joining me are my co-hosts, starting with Shamari Stewart. Shamari, what did you make of Spider-Man Far From Home? Uh, what's up, EJ? Uh, I thought it was a very good movie. Um, just first, just, you know, um, just overall impressions. Uh, I was very much satisfied with uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. Um, I really think this uh, director, um, uh, was it John, John Watts? Watts, yeah. Yeah, I think he's really making his mark with this. Uh, he's doing a really, really good job uh, with this Spider-Man character. Um, you know, I think Sony should be proud. Marvel should be proud. This partnership is is some, definitely something special. Um, and, uh, you know, overall, I just I very much enjoyed it. I like the acting performances, like the story. Um, so I'm looking forward to talking about it on this podcast. Joining us on the podcast today as well is Kendall Stewart. Kendall, what's up, man? And what do you think of Spider-Man Far From Home? Yeah, man. Uh, Spider Man was a. Uh, I thought it was a good movie. Um, feels like it's been like weeks since I saw it. Since I saw it early in the week, but uh, nevertheless, very very good movie. Um, very great action movie. But get more in depth uh, later in the podcast. Yep. So uh, again, this is our, your final warning here. We're gonna go into full spoilers here. So again, if you've not seen the movie, you don't want to be spoiled. This is not the podcast for you. Otherwise, we're going full speed ahead here with Spider-Man: Far From Home, directed by John Watts, um, starring Tom Holland, Samuel L. Jackson, Zendaya, Colby Smulders, John Favreau, J.B. Smooth, Marissa Tomei, Jake Gyllenhaal, Martin Starr, uh, Jacob Batalon. Is there anyone I'm missing? I think I got most of the, the big people in this movie in terms uh, of the cast. Uh, like so, so first of all, just to kind of get the 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 you know. The results of the movie either way, because it's kind of a weird situation where it came out on Tuesday. So we're getting a lot of data in regards to, you know, box office and stuff like today as we do this podcast here. And it's, 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 it's done well. It's done extremely well. You're looking at a $185 million six-day opening. Um, for the weekend alone, for the 4th of July weekend alone, they were looking at $93 million. So this movie did very solid This uh, commercially. This movie is, is a success in that regard. In terms of how I felt about this movie, this movie is fantastic to me. Um, I think this movie is uh, everything you'd want out of a superhero, fun, popcorn kind of movie. I just think that 
when you go to the theater, I think whenever, whenever we thought about the idea of what it would be like to go to a theater to see a superhero movie, I just get the feeling that like something like Spider-Man Far From Home is what we would have expected. I know we've gotten Endgame and we've gotten Dark, uh, uh, The Dark Knight and we've gotten some of these like really like, you know, uh, uh, you know, complex, thrilling uh, uh, movies that, that, that go much deeper than maybe just the surface. And not to say this movie isn't deep. But I just feel like it's hard not to sit back and just just enjoy it. You know, it's just a, a fun movie to, to sit back and relax and, and enjoy. And I think to start off, one of the things that I think have to be put out on the top is Jake Gyllenhaal, to me, established himself as one of the best MCU villains we've ever had. And I think we can say now definitively, for me at least, that Marvel no longer has a villain problem. Like, just like last week, we talked about how DC is, you know, for Kendall, I think he said that they're pretty much out of the woods in terms of being the bad movie company. I think they're probably one movie away from me. Um, I think that Marvel is out of the woods in terms of we can't make a villain thing because you had Mysterio, had Thanos, we've had... I thought um, Drew Law's character was kind of meh. Drew Law, okay, he, he was meh, but I think you, you got uh, uh, Killmonger, Thanos... Mysterio, I'm even gonna throw Ghost in there. They've really, I think Ghost was decent. Like I think that they've they they've put together. I no longer look at them and say I'm looking for this villain to be trash, or looking for this That's villain fair. to be the, the weakness That's of the fair. movie. That's not after seeing these last now, movies, it, I can't look at that anymore. It'll be very interesting when we go into the phase four. They won't can't rely on the Avengers anymore. So Thanos is out of the picture. Even the Spider-Man, I mean, Spider-Man will still be in the picture. It'll probably have a Phase 4 movie. And don't forget Vulture, point. too. Vulture's in that mix as well. It's yeah, recent, a recent, a recent solid MCU villains. But it'll be interesting to see how they do, you know, what they do for Doctor Strange 2, what they do for Captain Marvel 2, Shang-Chi, Black Panther 2. They'll have some, you know, Black Widow. We'll see if that's Aftermath or whoever the villain is. They'll have some interesting choices to make. Whereas they had maybe a little more obvious choices. Man, obvious, but they went with maybe bigger names or, you know, characters like Vulture and Mysterio have obviously a wealth of, uh, of source material, you know, Spider-Man. Um, and they did Mysterio tremendously. You know, they adapted him as well as you possibly could have. Um, Vulture, you could argue they improved upon mm-hmm. <laughs> what he was in the comics. Many people make that case. Um but now, like, they'll have more ghost-like villains going forward, you would think. Um, you know, I thought, I thought Hello was all right. I thought Hello was good. I thought Hello was, was underrated. You know, I, I think we, I, I think Killmonger was, like, an all-time great. And I think Thanos, obviously, is an all-time great. So that certainly helps the perception. But I think if we look at, like, the volume, you know, the percentage is still, in terms of, like, great villains. But I mean, yeah, like but, they've had their mad villains, like a, a, a what you call? What's the guy from Blonsky? You know, uh, <laughs> Abomination. Like oh, Abomination, man. I thought was a good villain, but I mean, I don't put him on the, you know, on the Mount Rushmore or anything. <laughs> um, so my thing is like they've had a lot of those guys, and my fear is that we may get more Blonskys in the next phase. But Sham, we've had Sham, we've had. I mean, we went through a stretch. I mean, there was a, a long stretch of just. They they weren't getting any of these villains. Yeah, like right. bad villains. They, I mean, I mean, do you can make the case, like, like besides Loki, any other villain they tried, yeah. 
like, wasn't working. You know, Whiplash and Mandarin. Whoever the uh, villain was in Dark World. Yeah, the Mal- Malekith. Yeah, yeah, whoever the, 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 the Dark Malekith, the Dark Elf. Yeah. Uh, Cassilius and uh, Doctor Strange. Yeah. They went years yeah, without getting anything right, getting pretty anybody. much. Um, so that's why I say today we look at even we want to argue how good some guys were. I mean, there were clearly a lot of good villains in recent years. And I think this Mysterio, I think to me, he's right behind Killmonger and Thanos. I think that he's that's the, that's the bar of getting to the ultimate to me was what Gyllenhaal did in this movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know. How do you feel about his performance? I thought he had a very good performance. I, I, I probably not as high on his performance as as you, though I did I still very much enjoy his performance. I put him on the same level as um uh whatchamacallit, uh Vulture, who I also liked a lot. Like I thought he was a very good villain. And I thought I thought he I thought he Jillian Hall did a very good job in the performance. And I thought it added you know I thought his performance added to the movie. So I thought it was, I thought he was very solid. I I wouldn't say um, I mean, I, I'm I'm leaning towards more agreeing with you in that Marvel. There seem to be they're getting better at, at getting There's good. Certainly films. improvement. They're yeah, definitely getting better. There was no you Thanos know. before. There was no Killmonger. You know. Yeah, we those yeah, guys are probably that good. Yeah, we Loki probably was the only person two. in that area. You know. Yeah. I put those guys at this point ahead of Loki. Yeah, I would too. Yeah. You know, they, they those guys had not been seen before. I liked yeah. Red Skull personally. I like Red yeah, Skull. Yeah, I like Red Skull also. Yeah, he was one. He was one of the rare ones. Yeah, early on, you know, he was one yeah, of the guys. I always pointed to was like, this guy's great, but that yeah. was about it. But um, uh, but yeah, I, I definitely think that um, you know, this movie shows that they're definitely starting to get their villains right. And I think just in terms of uh, um, I think that I think this movie is is a good example of that because uh, the story was very much centered around the villain, and it worked. What and wasn't it refreshing to get a Spider-Man movie about one villain? Yeah. I well, mean, well, the last movie was kind yeah, of like the last yeah, the last movie was like that as well. And isn't this like? I, I, I mean, mean any time, like any, like any time they've done one villain, they've besides Lizard, they've always got it right. Yeah, I guess <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, if you really think about it, <laughs> yeah, they've always gotten it right. If because because even the Electro thing wasn't there a second villain? Yeah, it was Green Goblin. Yeah, right, yeah. God, that's crazy. Right. I never watched that movie in full. So I'm I, telling I, you, I, I was I, I was gonna bring this up later, but I, I was gonna say we should watch that. Yeah. See, I was thinking we should watch Spider Man two because that's going to be a conversation I want to have later in the, in this show. But we'll we'll yeah, talk okay. about that later. Um, uh, yeah, no, I mean, anytime they've gone with one villain, they've always got it right. Green Goblin, Spider Man one, Doc Ock in Spider Man two, the uh, Vulture, and, and, and Mysterio. The only time they've messed up is when they tried to to do too much. Yeah, and they 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 were smart in that like they gave us. Like the idea of what would it be like if Spider-Man was fighting Sandman, or if he was fighting Hydro, Hydro Man. Man, or Molten Man, Molten or whoever Man, yeah. these guys yeah. are. Like, but they weren't them. It wasn't like we have to wrap around how this guy became Hydro Man, and or set what, a whole movie around Hydro yeah, Man. Yeah, would be awful. Exactly <laughs> what like beef Hydro Man has with Spider-Man. Like that would take up twenty minutes of the movie that they didn't have. So to just make them random blob monsters, which is essentially and still have the great action sequences that we had from the movie. And put all the energy in terms of the story around Mysterio worked perfectly. Yeah. So very intelligent by Marvel. Yeah, I thought that that was was smart. And now I gotta ask you guys. I mean, we all, all of us have. I don't want to like make this the Mysterio hour, but all of us, we all were hundred percent did not believe we months ago, year ago maybe that Mysterio was ever gonna be a good guy in this movie. 
yeah, watching this movie, did at any point you ever think maybe he is the good guy? Nope. Not for a second. Maybe he is the good guy? Not for Or is second. a good guy? Not for a microsecond. Um, I mean, look, did I expect a twist? Of course. Look, I when I watch a movie, I, I, I believe what's happening. You know, I take myself in the movie. That's, you that's know, very admirable. So the directors like in who, terms of like who, who know you're reviewing them love the fact that you do that. Like I like I came into the movie on the show saying like, oh yeah, 100 like the reporters aren't that off like you know they were they they were casting him as a villain, but at that once I'm stepping into the movie like I'm analyzing J. Jonah Hall just as Mysterio as the character, and if the flip comes the flip comes and it changes everything, but I wasn't shocked obviously when the flip came. I, I was expecting it when he gave him the Edith. I was like oh man. This isn't gonna be good, but at the same time, like I didn't know what was gonna happen. Like we all were talking about how is this turn gonna happen? Is it gonna be like a he was evil from the jump and he was playing him? Was it like uh, I was evil on my earth, but I pretended to be a hero? Was it uh, there was? Remember, I was Mister. I didn't think there was gonna be a multiverse. I was like, he's probably lying about that joint. But was he? Was it that? Which clearly it was. Um, I didn't know how it was going to happen. So in that sense, I was kind of just wait right. and see. But was I surprised? Not necessarily, but it still had an effect. Yeah, I mean... The and, twist and, still had a major effect. And that's the thing. Like, for me, like, I, I, I was expecting it the entire way. But, but I say that only because it almost makes, to me, when Peter gives him the either more heartbreaking. Because Gyllenhaal is convincing. He's convincing in a very, like... Cheesy superhero yeah, way, yeah. yeah. But like, Red but way. like he, but he, he is like he's playing that role well, and in a way, like, um, like shout out to Christian Harloff. I watched the Collider review. I agree that his acting in the first half of the movie, I think, is actually even better than it is in the second half. Because in the second half, he's, I think, he's great the entire movie. Again, I thought he was fantastic. But the first half, how he plays that, like, yeah, and I think he's playing that missing Tony Stark role in Peter's life, essentially. Like, I think that was, like he like he he he's just playing it to a T. When he puts the glasses on, he looks like Tony Stark. Like, again, that's not that's great direction, but like, like he was just he was. I thought he was tremendous. Yeah, and I think that that was almost like part of the point of the movie because he's essentially an actor in the exactly. Movie. So like when he's playing that part, he's playing which it's is so Mysterio, great. which is why I thought he was so amazing because I love Mysterio and that's right. who he is. Exactly. At the end of the day, he's a showman who wants attention. Exactly. Like that's always been his about what he's been about. Yeah. So that Jake was able to to, to, to grab onto that even as the guy didn't have an acting background, but he was still a guy who wanted money and fame. That that's Mysterio. It's it's exactly who that character is. And, and him uh in, in, encompassing Beck like that, I, I was just I was very impressed. Yeah, I agree. I was very, very impressed. Um I thought he did an extremely good job. Um I mean the first half of the movie, uh I thought his acting was great. I I you know, even watching it, and I was expecting the twist the entire time when I was watching it. Yeah. But I was like, for people who don't know anything, they're probably just going to be very shocked. Yeah, because they're he, like, oh, Jake Gyllenhaal. He's, he's doing nice, a good job. Nice guy. <laughs> Look at those puppy eyes. You know, he's doing a good job. He, like, he's a very convincing in his role. Um, and not to jump around too much, because, but, you know, I'm just going to throw this in there. So I'm watching this, and I'm expecting this twist, and I'm like, Nick Fury is like, he's kind of bumbling and stumbling and bumbling here, <laughs> trusting this Jake Gyllenhaal right. character so much. Uh, but then they had that twist yeah, all like, the way at the end. How did he fool like, Nick oh. Fury? Yeah, I'm like, how is he fooling Nick Fury? Right this guy is just that, a, he's a Stark, at all. He's a Stark employee, and he's fooling Nick Fury. Yeah. <laughs> should we get to the? Should we? I mean, this we, should we get to that, or should we? Should we? Should we get to the other stuff in this 
in I mean, this, we can do I mean, other stuff first. If you all right. I mean, we could only jump back and forth. Yeah. You know, I like, mean, I, let, let, let's let's save Fury and, and Maria Hill because there's a lot of guys to say about that. Okay. Um, I agree that it is kind of like I watched the movie and everything that's happening with Nick Fury seems very weird. And yeah. people are arguing but it's, the plot it's, hole. It's, it's done well. It's done. It's done well when you see the twist. It's yeah. like it makes sense because like you're watching this. And I'm like, this don't seem right. What's yeah. with this? What like, you know, like like the way I thought Watts wrote Stark in Homecoming was so well. I was like, how did he miss on this so badly? But then you realize he didn't. Um, but, right. Well, the one thing the one thing I want to say about Mysterio. Even beyond Gyllenhaal's acting, I thought just the the action, the action effects and effects that they did from Mysterio, I would argue the best we've seen from a Spider-Man movie in terms of the action fight scenes. I mean, the 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 illusions that this guy was making and how like I mean, as a viewer, it was like I was in a roller coaster ride. Whatever Spider-Man, those couple of scenes that he was fighting Mysterio. I mean, I'm like, watching. I didn't know what's I'm like, real. I'm like, what's how, not. I'm like, how is he doing this? Yeah, there were parts <laughs> that I there there were parts where I was kind of picking apart. Like, yo, I don't know if this makes any sense. Like, yeah, yo, drones are no. Drones. Yeah, these drones, drones are no drones. Like, you can't. You can't <laughs> how you how you simulating that exact pain that he's? I, I don't know. But regardless, um, I I, I gave certain things a pass. And I was like, yo, this is crazy. Like, so, from that regard, Marvel, you can see why Feige wanted to use Mysterio, and why a lot of people wanted them to use This is exactly what, I mean, I've been you running know, Yeah, you've Mysterio, been Mr. Mysterio thing This is exactly, they, they, that's why I love this movie, they gave me exactly they what I wanted from Mysterio. Pr- for the, all the people that are skeptical about Mysterio, like, they gave you the best case scenario. Like, I don't know if Mysterio could have been any better, but they gave you what he could give you, and it turned out to be a great villain. I mean, those those scenes where Peter is, when, when Mysterio, poor you know, Mysterio has a truck, the the train run over him. I mean, those like dream like sequences, like I yeah. mean, those are those are incredible. I mean, yeah. they're all CGI mostly, but it's still amazing. Oh yeah, absolutely. And it's like again, it takes you like it's just like I felt like I was watching Spider Man the animated series. Like that yeah. was that's I mean that, but like if it, that graphics were incredible, like this that's what it was giving me. It was it was really great nostalgia. Um. I want to, before I get to the other characters, I want to speak about Holland because we talk about Mysterio and how his, uh, Hall's, his, like, his, his chemistry with Holland is so great. Everybody's chemistry with Holland is so great because I think Holland is, 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 is just, he's Peter Parker. He's the best. (laughs) Like, he, he, like, like the way that he almost, I don't want to say he's, like, not, like, in the background. Like, but like, it's almost like he's so good you kind of forget about him because, like Kendall said, he he's Peter Parker. I don't really think much about, like, oh, like, I'm not analyzing him as much because you kind of get lost in the role. Like, that's how Stark like became at one. Point. Like he's like the yeah exactly yeah. he's like the centerpiece of how everyone else acts and they're they're kind of playing off of him, and I thought he was also really great in this movie. His stuff with MJ. I thought it was outstanding. The chemistry between Zendaya and Holland is, is just incredible. I think Zendaya was, if it wasn't for, I thought, I thought Jill and Hall having an MVP type performance, I thought Zendaya would have been the MVP of this movie. For me. In terms of best performance. But I say that because Holland to me is like playing with Rajon Rondo in his prime. Like, he just puts everybody in a position and he, they play off him so well. Like, not and I'm not taking away from the other performances. Like they're just, but they're throwing the Zion Williams and Al you dunks throughout basically because he's setting them up so well. 
uh, with just playing that role so solidly. What did you guys make of Holland and Peter Parker's progression through this movie? I thought I thought they told a story for Parker that made sense. Um, I've seen the complaints about it being too link, still too linked to Tony Stark. Um, it didn't bother me as much. I just feel like with the they, they they decided to do a movie after Endgame, and considering his relationship with Tony Stark, I can't see how that wouldn't have a huge effect on him. Yeah, it's a connected universe. Yeah, and, and Tony Stark died in the last movie. And I thought that to me, like <laughs> yeah. I think to me, they did yeah, a lot of really, they did a lot of really great. I thought it was it wasn't that subtle, but I didn't care that it wasn't that subtle. The meta passing the torch, little lines, the scenes. Like it felt very much to me. This movie felt very much like yes, we are legitimately passing the torch to this young kid, and 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 then like the what that what comes with that, and, and and not just in the movie, but outside the movie even, like just how he knew that was going to be there. The questions that you no know, he was being asked in that press conference at Aunt May's fundraiser are questions that people are asking in real life. Yep. They're asking, are you the new Iron Man? What, who's going to be in the Avengers? Like, these are questions that actually he's dealing with. And I thought that they did a lot of really great stuff, kind of kind of, not only actually having Peter deal with uh, the, the issues of trying to be the replacement for Iron Man, but also answering the questions for the fans and kind of putting it out there saying, this is the guy that we are looking at as the, the future. Yeah, I mean, it definitely kind of reminds you that there aren't that many, as far as we know, that many, like, Marvel heroes out there, you know, like, this is why, you know, quote-unquote Fury went after Spider-Man, and, like, yep. now that Iron Man's gone, he was kind of the face of the Avengers, the face of, you know, in the public eye, Captain yeah. America as well, yeah. but those guys are out. Yeah. Um, Spider-Man asks them, he lists them, and they're, they're all not they're, around. Yeah, you know, Captain Marvel's on a different planet, Strange is doing his own thing, Black Panther's got his own country. Like most of these characters, Ant Man and the Wasp, they're I mean they seem to be getting you know phased out <laughs> regardless. But uh, and Ant Man's kind of a, he, the the joke is that he's a B rate hero to begin with that no one knows who he is. But um, so that that pressure is gonna be put on Spider Man, and it reminds you that yeah like that's why I mean for one getting the this Fox deal is important because it gives them way more heroes to work with. Um, there have been some talks that, you know, it, are they kind of positioning Tony Stark as, like, the Uncle Ben for Peter Parker? You know, I forgot who it was. I don't know if it was Feige. I think it might have been, I don't know if it was Watts or somebody else working on the film, was saying that um, they may want to use Uncle Ben. They, you know, they, they gave the whole story. Yeah, you know, we didn't want to tell the origin story why we didn't show him yet or whatever. They yeah, asked him, I, is he yeah, still I alive? Quote, I have to quote here. They asked, and, that he was asked about what the deals with uh, with Ben. And he said, um... He does exist, um, and of course the initials on Peter's suitcase. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Are Ben's initials? Uh, so he he took Ben's suitcase. I thought it was a touching thing for me. Um, uh, but anyway, um, he said uh, we knew uh, we knew we weren't going to tell an origin, so we just avoided talking about that in too much detail. I didn't want to reveal too much. It was a lot. Uh, it was a lot more sensitive of an issue to do to not be doing an origin when we were talking about Homecoming back then. People were saying, why are we making uh, another Spider-Man movie? The focus was on showing people that things that they had never seen before, not retelling the origin. Yeah, and he, he, I mean, he hinted that this guy might still be alive, too. When they asked him if he was still dead, or is he dead, he was like, I don't know. Like he said everything's on the table. <laughs> so I was like, what? Uncle Ben? Uh, 
they can't do that. That would be trash. That'll be changing. Yeah. That'll be changing quite a bit about the Spider-Man. Uh, I mean, literally, Uncle Ben's the only. He may be the only character character that's <laughs> never been resurrected. Uh, and and the superheroes, like yeah, not yeah, not alive. Like you know, you'll get your dream sequences. Your whatever. yeah. I mean, they've even resurrected Gwen Stacy. Like they like they, they can't do that. But <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's been yeah the the, the Iron Man thing. I, I think it does kind of. I, again, I I don't know how you felt, Sham. I, I I didn't. It just didn't. I know that's been a, a large complaint about this movie. It, it didn't bother me. I, I it just I thought it made sense considering you know what happened to Endgame was massive, and if we're gonna do a movie that's coming out of Endgame, and you're dealing with with Peter, like that's gonna be a large part of the of the story. Yeah, it didn't bother me at all. Like not even a little bit. It didn't cross my mind. Uh, I don't. First of all, he's in the trailer, so you know he's a big part. Or like the the illusion to Tony Stark is in the trailers. So you know he's gonna be a big part of this movie, and just seeing how big of a, a how big of a relationship they had, like you just you just know you know he's gonna be a big part of this movie. So I don't know how you go into it and expecting anything other than that. Um, and uh, I thought the way they handled it was was very good. I mean, Spider Man. I feel like this is and this is it's a shared universe. Peter Parker had a close relationship with Tony Stark, and. Um, he has to step up now that Tony's gone. And I thought this was a really good passing of the torch uh, moment in the story. And, and uh, you know, I feel like this was just unavoidable in, ter- in terms of storytelling um, with how they, with how they've set up their relationships and how Peter was so close to Tony. So I thought they, I thought they handled this really, really well. I thought Tom Holland did a, a, an excellent job. Um, I feel like I feel like he is definitely um, uh, I feel like he's a spectacular Peter Parker and um, uh, and I'm very much looking forward to him playing Peter Parker in what is it seven what is it seven eight more films whatever his contract is was it is, did he have a nine film deal or something uh, that's the rumor the rumor is they want him to do nine films three in high school three in college and three in an adult so this was this is being raised as well do we think that they can a little bit. Would it be? Is it credible for them to do another high school movie? Do they? These kids look too old. Because, <laughs> you know, because uh, Ned is like, he's starting to look like someone who's not in high school. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's funny. I mean, high school seniors. You, I mean, if you're yeah, in high, high school, we've high seen school so many seniors. stories where, like, you know, the high school seniors like played by a twenty-five-year-old, twenty-eight-year-old. How old was? was yeah, I mean, how old was was what's the name in Garfield? Oh, oh, Garfield. Garfield. Oh, Mac McGuire. Yeah, McGuire exactly. Man. Yeah. <laughs> even McGuire. Even Garland was old. Garfield. Yeah. Yeah. Garfield. Oh, Garfield. Yeah. I'm sorry. Was was old in uh in in, in Amazing Spider-Man One. Yeah, I wasn't buying that. He yeah. was in high school at so, all. I mean, you can get away with it. It's just the problem of like this is the third one, you know. So that's the thing too. I I I I imagine like I don't. To me, they didn't set up at all that you could do another one in college. Like, to me, you have, like, that goes into the post-credit, which we'll get to later. But, like, to me, like, the way they ended it, like, you can't say, all right, three years later. Like, yeah, you got to do it immediately. You got to start from what just happened, you know? I mean, they're not going to do that because Marvel generally tends to go in real time. So, you got to, I mean, they could, I mean, they've done it before. Well, oh, remember, Doctor like, Strange was, was, like, was before. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm saying. Like, they've done it before. Or whatever. So, like, they, they've done that kind of thing. But, but that's too big of a thing to do. You like you can't ignore like you can't do a bunch of other Marvel movies 
and then say like, but now we're gonna do this. You know what I mean? Unless all these movies like Shang Chi, Doctor Strange two, Black Panther two, <laughs> all gonna take it right right after Infinity uh, Endgame. I mean, you could do that. You could. I mean, but, I think there'll be I think there'll be some time that lasts, but I don't think it'll be a lot. And then are they all gonna ignore Spider Man? When that's the main question people are gonna be asking Spider Man like a fugitive. Or you, I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm almost certain we'll we will get especially I think in Shang Chi, which I assume will take place partly in New York. I'm I'm almost certain we're gonna see Peter Parker Easter eggs about him being Spider Man in these other movies. I think that that's uh I think I think we will. That's extremely point. likely. I feel like if it's they're making it so televised, and the Avengers are centered in New York City, I mean I feel like it just doesn't make sense for them to All right to ignore it. So that's that's why I say like I it wouldn't surprise me if time lasts before it. It may not even be like three years. It may not be complete real time. But like, it, it I don't know I if they could pick up do. right where right where they left. So unless so they, they think he's gonna be a he's gonna go a year being Spider Man and people knowing about it and we just gonna. That's well, gonna be, it could be they pick up five months and like he's in a courtroom. I don't know, but you know, that's gonna be very that's gonna be very hard to do. Um, we'll talk more about the the that reveal later um yeah i do want i do want to give i do want to give uh zendaya the shout out she deserves once again because um i i i have to i have to go out here and i gotta say i gotta be 100 i gotta i gotta give an apology i gotta give an apology for um ever questioning the the idea of mj and and could this be pulled off by someone who wasn't white or anything like that i forgot you question zendaya <laughs> It's over. She killed this. Like that I was I was one hundred percent wrong on that. Now I thought Zendaya of all the people they picked could do it. People but, EJ, people in your mentions being like, EJ said that they couldn't do it. No, I, I just <laughs> remember no, but the funny thing is I only brought that up because I remember watching this being like Wow, she's perfect. Like she's a perfect Mary Jane and I know it's not she's not Mary Jane, but like this is excellent casting and no this is this and i did that oh because she's not the woman or the person that we were expecting to look at in terms of what she looks like um it didn't matter and the reason why you still got your people that are like she's not my mary jane (laughs) um but the reason why i I really want to give her a special shout out in this in this movie because the last movie you know I, i and i thought she was decent in the last movie too and i talked about it when we did the homecoming review that that while she was a very awkward, uh, you know, uh, uh, kind of cynical mm-hmm. character. There were elements of the MJ that we know that I saw that a lot of people seem to be missing. I don't know if they're still missing it, but to me, it was very much front and center in this movie. And I think that the people who don't see it now, they're only seeing redheaded white woman because... Yes, she still is like the morbid, dark person. But like I said in the last time we did the, the Spider-Man review, Zendaya plays this role with a swagger that I only relate to MJ. Like, for the biggest the biggest example I can think of was like the way she clowned Homeboy, who was like who used to be who was who was blipped, Brad Davis who wasn't blipped, yeah Brad Davis uh, during that whole scene when she knew she had to cover for Peter. Mm-hmm. That was like the most MJ scene ever to me. Like MJ was like, and like to me, and, and it reminds me kind of honestly when Kirsten Dunst, 
had a similar scene with Peter. Like, I think when she was, something happened where he was in high school. I think she was, like, trying to stick up for him when Flash was, like, messing around or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, like, she was able to verbally, like, unpants people. She, she, that's MJ. Like, that, the way she kind of plays that role and the way she's kind of able to, like, make Peter, like, you know, like, even the line where she's like, you know, you're like, yo, pretty, like, oh, so I have value. Like, that's MJ, that's an MJ line. Like, MJ was great at, like, verb, like, verbally being able to, like, kind of leave you kind of stunned because you're like, oh, wow. Like, I didn't think she kind of had this smoke. Like, I don't know. I, I like, I, I thought that she really did a great job. I think that her chemistry. You know, she kind of reminds me with, of? Uh, with 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 uh, with Peter with Tom Holland was was great. She was she was MJ that I could imagine is just a different. She kind of reminds me more like it. the MJ from Spectacular Spider Man. That's who she reminds me of. Yeah. That's exactly who yeah, she reminds me of. That's kind of the more of the vibe I get than and, like and that's book. one of my favorite MJs. Ninety Spider Man from uh, PS4 Spider Man. Though less awkward, but or more awkward. Yeah, yeah. I'd say, <laughs> even, I'd say even more awkward. Yeah. Yeah, more awkward, but yeah, also like that MJ as well. Yeah, like I think very, that very much in the mix. Nah, damsel in distress. I just feel like I think that I I just feel like a lot of people I think with with Mary Jane they're stuck. A lot of them I think are stuck, and I, I not, and this is kind of a commentary on nerd culture, but and a lot of times like Peter Parker kind of represents like what all nerds would love. He's like this nerd who 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 got married a supermodel. You know? girl. Yeah, he gets this insanely hot girl who's out of his league. And I think they only see that with MJ. And not to say that Zendaya isn't beautiful, she is. But but I'm talking about the, the role she's playing. Like, she's uh, not playing up like being a beautiful Scott woman. Scott Pilgrim, but like on steroids or whatever. Huh? <laughs> like Scott Pilgrim, but like Ramona yes. Flowers is like a supermodel. Right, yeah, exactly. It's like it's like at the most at the top. Like MJ is the most beautiful girl in school. She's the most beautiful woman right. that Peter could and like the fact that he can even get with this woman is like kinda insane. And that's why I think honestly I think that's what everyone is holding on to. So when I see this MJ who's not like wearing a lot of makeup and clearly is not trying to stunt with beauty, even though again Zendaya is a naturally beautiful woman, like I think they're stuck on that because I think the other elements of what I was seeing, I I, I thought that she was, she was doing a great job. Um, and and I like that they gave, and I someone said this too, and I agreed. I like that they gave, uh, a shout out a little bit to like social anxiety too. Because like MJ having to actually explain why she is how she is, is is a is a, is a thing that a lot of people go through and a lot of people mm-hmm. deal with. And I also kind of like the idea that. We can see a black person go through something like that. Because how many times that we see the black person always got to be the comic relief, the really funny person who never has any problems. You know what I'm saying? Like, they never are the person who, like, is kind of stuck off and has, like, issues and that, and that can be, and that, that, that resurrect, that, that manifest themselves in ways that maybe are not the best. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I, did the, I think all that stuff is really important. So, I think, shout out to Zendaya and John Watts. I thought they killed this. I thought that that, that was... A, a tremendous job they did with Mary Jane or MJ Michelle, and I, I can't wait to see how they how they advance this character. And I liked, I also loved uh, at the end how she hated swinging in in the in the yeah, that city. Funny. That was awesome. <laughs> that was the first time they ever done that. The first time they ever done it, and and uh, I believe Pascal talked about how they wanted to make sure they earned that moment. They didn't want to um, have that in the first movie, where of course he's swinging through the city like that's just like typical Spider Man. They wanted. I don't to do think. I, I don't end. think. I don't think that that really was like a big deal for me. 
Like if they would have done it in Spider Man Homecoming, I wouldn't. I didn't. I didn't notice when they did it in this movie. Like I noticed. He hasn't done it. No, I I did. I was like, like I don't. I was like I haven't seen him do this. You know, if they would have done it in Spider Man Homecoming, I, like, I think they. Word. I think it's they, such a Spider Man thing. You know, that'd be like that'd be like if Superman was, didn't fly in a movie and or didn't have a scene of him flying and then they did it and like yo we haven't done this yet. I'd be like. Oh, I almost feel like though they should. (laughs) Spider Man swing in New York. Well, the only thing I think that messed it up, guys, was I think that they shouldn't have um, shown it in the trailer. Yeah, that was kind of weird. And even (laughs) in the promotional pictures, like the the, one of the biggest promo pictures is him like holding MJ getting ready to swing or maybe leaving swing. I don't know what what the process was. Yeah, but like it's kind of weird that 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 ended up being the end of the movie. Now in these movies, so much like in these movies, I assumed it was gonna be like one of the first scenes. Right, right. Before they left, but that's not what happened at all. Yeah, these movies, like, they're so... Stuff gets cut so much that, like, you can't really even go by the trailers and say, like, yo, this hasn't been in the movie yet. Like, you could just be like, oh, I guess mm-hmm. they might have cut this. And then yeah. you show up at the I end. I like how that scene where when Spider-Man is fighting all those goons with his Iron Spider suit. Right. That was not in the movie. Yeah. No. yeah exactly. Which, I mean, I, I didn't care. But, uh, but yeah, in, in terms of Zendaya, I thought she did a spectacular job. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought she did a great job as MJ. She played the same character as in Homecoming, but just expanded. Yeah. Because um, Liz Allen kind of overshadowed her. Yeah, she did. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I thought she played the role really well. Um, you know, I thought she definitely showed her value as a not only just, you know, Peter's love interest, but as kind of a part of their new team, I guess you could say. Um, Friend, FOS. Friends of Spider-Man. <laughs> um, <laughs> stole that from... Uh... Well, NBA two K, the whole NBA two K joke. Nobody would get it. Um, but uh, but yeah, I thought I thought Zendaya did a good job. I thought I thought um, uh, uh, Ned Leeds. I thought uh, uh, Battleon did a good job. What do, you, what do we think of Ned Leeds? They kind of he's a solid. Uh, I thought he's solid. They solid kind of, supporting guy. You know? Do you think they were too heavy handed on the relationship with Betty? No, I thought. I it mean, was it, funny. It, it was, yeah, I mean, my thing is like, I think they really. They, if you really like Ned Leeds' character and you feel like they put him in a box, sure. I don't really, like, I don't hate his character. I think he's he's the supporting guy. So I'm like, they put him in a box, fine, whatever. But, like, if Spider-Man and Mysterio and and Mary Jane Watson or MJ or whatever, like, if all those characters are great, then I don't care, you know. That's like saying, like, you know, you're a basketball team and, like, your three best players are, like, playing great, but then your fifth guy has struggling a little yeah, bit. Only got seven points. Your team's still two, winning games. Seven, but, like, but you up by 20. You know, it's unfortunate. Maybe, you know, he's not getting enough shots, but <laughs> it is what it is. I mean, I feel like, I, like, here's what I'll say about uh, Bad Line. I felt like he, I thought he did a great job in playing what they gave him. I thought what they gave him was funny. There's a part of me that felt like. I did. thought it would stop at some point. And they never, I didn't think it would. Like, as did. soon as they started the gag. It's crazy. As soon as they started the gag of him saying, "Yo, we're singing, we're bachelors, we're going to," vi-, I'm like, "He's gonna, he's gonna get, he's gonna get paired up with one of these girls." <laughs> I knew it because that's the gag. Is the guy who is the guy who always talks about being single and trying to get all the girls. It's always the guy that as soon as he finds one girl is like attached. <laughs> that's just how it always goes. That's in every, not only in every you know uh, movie or television show. That's sometimes yeah. in real life. That happens a lot. So as soon as he was doing, that, I was like, "Oh no, he's gonna get paired up with somebody." Uh, I didn't wasn't sure it was gonna be. I didn't think it was gonna be Betty, but it was. As soon as I saw him together, I was like, "Okay, this is how this is gonna go." Like, it was kind of predictable, but it was funny. I think the only my only criticism about it was, it, I think what made Ned so great was kind of seeing him 
have to cover for Peter and have to like, you know, you know, be the guy in the chair, so to speak. And not necessarily like the official way of like actually being the guy in the chair, but like in like more unofficial ways, like, you know, them running around him having to do something dumb to like cover for him or him. At, like we didn't really get much of that because he was occupied, which is fine. It's a story thing they rolled, but it's something I missed. I think they wanted Spider-Man like more solo in this movie. Yeah, I, I definitely no I, sidekick. Well, like. I think Fury, Fury, and and Jake, they they take a lot of oxygen out of the room, and I think that you know if you're dealing with like real life, you know, super villains and superheroes, like someone like Ned would not be involved in something like that. Right. So it made it made everything made sense, I, I, but I missed that element. I thought that if if I felt like you know Zendaya, I step up. If I felt like Holland was a step up from Homecoming. Um, I felt like Batman, he didn't play a worse role, but I just thought that that character, I thought he took kind of a step back. Um, I, two characters I also loved were, uh, the teachers, Mr. Harring, Mr. Harrington. Oh, they were awesome. And Mr. Dell. Yeah. <laughs> Those guys are hilarious. Yeah. yeah. JB, well, so movie is just like, a na- he's an American, American treasure. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and him talking to, uh, to the young kid. When he, about the pictures, yeah, he's like, he not, he actually, don't, he don't do that. Do that. That's weird. Don't do that. That's weird. You can't have you taking pictures of people in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, wow. And um, I, what I and what I loved about the teachers was that, like, to me, like, what I I think I think movies or television shows that are able to make teachers relatable, I think, are are usually always ones on the right track in terms of how to do high school in cinema, because. So oftentimes, especially with movies that are told from kids' perspectives, like you don't, the teachers are just like they're not even like people; they're just like props, basically. Yeah. But like with, um, with the teachers, uh, with, with JB JB Smooth's character, and uh, and Harrington uh, Martin Starr, like they were, um, they were like, they were also like flushed out characters. Like they, like you know, Martin Starr being like this guy who's like so like over his head, in over his head, yeah, with everything. And like you know, when they had the whole first. Elemental. He's like, "Hey, I'm here to you know, give you some counseling, even though I'm not. Oh, you don't want it? Good, because I'm not trained for it, and I'm totally don't know what I'm doing. Like, but like, as someone who actually knows teachers, who like, I I have friends who are who who teach. Like, they're regular people. You know what I'm saying? Like that. Yeah. Like like to kids and how they present themselves. They have to present themselves as a certain way, but they are very regular, you know, vulnerable people. So to see them. And what was a crazy situation where they're traveling, their trips are getting changed, they're getting attacked by, you know, crazy monsters. Like, I thought that how they handled that was very much like teachers, like real, like how real teachers would handle it from New York City. Right. Um, it, it was it was awesome. But, yeah, I, I mean, they were great. They were like, you know, if, uh, to me, like, if Jill Hall and they were co-MVPs, they were like, they were, you know, un- unheralded, un- un- under under unsung heroes to me of the movie. Like they, they oh, really, yeah. they pushed the the comedic relief along a great, a great deal. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, nah. um, I, I I feel like this movie, it, it it's interesting because again, it acted as as a, like a Spider Man solo film, um, but this whole Spider Man universe, that one thing that I feel like is interesting, is that. They've certainly deviated quite a bit, obviously, from a lot of source material. I mean, obviously, they are giving the ending of the movie, uh, and they will be going forward. But, like, it, one thing that it illuminated for me is that 
I trust Marvel. And, you know, we talked about, you know, them changing the, uh, uh, MJ's character as much as they have. Them uh, changing Spider-Man's origin, or not necessarily his origin, but, you know, some of the, the dynamics that he has with certain characters, changing that up a little bit. You know, no Harry Osborn. Instead, we're having Ned Leeds, you know. And still haven't introduced Norman Osborn. You know, they're going with Vulture and Mysterio as, like, his two first, his first two major villains. Like, they've changed a lot of things up. And what it does, it gives me confidence. And maybe I, maybe I would suggest to Marvel, look, if you guys want to do the X-Men and Fantastic Four, maybe spice it up a little bit. You know, may, I and... I, like I'm all for it. I'm not even gonna challenge them. Now there are certain things that like obviously you have to you have to analyze and certain things you may not recommend. Mm-hmm. But like I saw someone someone had a, a not a theory but maybe a suggestion for what they could do with Magneto. Where he's like, look, instead of Magneto being Jewish, maybe he's uh maybe he's from the Soviet Union. Oh, I was gonna say maybe he's from like or maybe like he's a civil Palestine rights or something. You know, maybe he's African American from the civil rights era. Like, I mean, no, I'm not saying I would, I would do that. But that's an example of like, if you want to refresh these characters, refresh yeah. stories. I saw someone even suggest maybe make him from Sokovia. You know, during the the Cold War, during the Soviet Union reign, and like have him. I mean, I, I think the only issue with that, not to, not to in the Scarlet yeah. Witch. I mean, know. not to make this a MCU podcast but i think the only issue i would have with that is to me like like the like someone from the civil rights era i think is a little i could believe a little bit but the problem with like sokovia something like that is remember like what magneto what makes him so compelling is that like like he is his his the character man was born from like horrendous like atrocities right like the holocaust is a horrendous atrocity so like like it birthed this character that he went through that so, what else could you do? Like, I mean, it's, I'm it's not a sure. Fictional world. Like, it's almost like it's Magneto. Like, almost is one of those characters where I'm not sure if I'm changing who what he is. Right. Like, he might be someone. I think just like you know, the Black Panther has to be from Wakanda. He might be one of those characters. That I think it's it's essential that like the Holocaust is part of his story. Now, maybe there is a, another story you can tell that has a similar global atrocity that can be attest to it that can be you know matched with it that makes sense in a timeline error but it's gonna be to me it'll be a little hard because the yeah. Holocaust is one of the worst but that, that's, and that was just one theory modern, the modern era but like just in, in general like it gives me more confidence that look they want to I think they will well, I think they will the X-Men you know people shouldn't lose their people shouldn't lose their mind yeah I mean well know? the one thing that they've shown is Marvel I mean the one thing that's been prevalent Jam is every conversation i've seen post this movie where they're being interviewed it's all every time they have to explain anything they always start with the same thing as well uh imperative was trying to be do things that people hadn't seen before mm-hmm. so i i expect whenever they do x-men and fantastic four after hearing that like over and over again and even in the second movie that was part of their thinking and making this movie i think that that's going to be a big a big part of, of X-Men and Fantastic Four and anything I think is possible with what we see from that. Yeah. I mean, I think that they're going to, I think they're going to, there isn't a doubt in my mind they're going to add their own twist in some way, shape, or form to those stories. You know? Um, so regarding the X-Men, I mean, there's so many of those characters 
And in every iteration of the X-Men we've seen so far, they have not stuck strictly to the comic book. Oh, almost um, no. Uh, they, yeah, no. There, there isn't a movie, a superhero movie that sticks strictly to it. Yeah, book. yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> let's keep one hundred. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna do something. You know, they're gonna they're gonna mix something up. They're gonna add some kind of add something, take something out. Uh, and you know, I again, I trust Feige. I trust the Marvel heads to um, you know to find a way to to introduce those characters and make it work. Um, real quick. What did we make of we we talked about Mysterio? We didn't, we didn't talk about the actual twist, which was that he was um, he was the guy who who engineered the, the the tech we saw in Civil War that allowed uh, Stark to do like real life projections, mm-hmm. and that he was a disgruntled Stark employee who got fired, who then teamed up with other disgruntled Stark employees, including a callback to Iron Man One mm-hmm. with the guy who got yelled at in that infamous yeah, rant right, from Obadiah from Obadiah Stein, 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 Stein saying, uh, "You know, Iron Man built this in a cave with a bunch of scraps." That dude somehow made his way back into a, uh, a MCU movie. Like no one could see that coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do we make of how what how they explained Mysterio? What his deal was? He he came in saying, "I'm I'm from a multiverse and my verse world was killed. I'm here to save this world, so they don't have to go through what I went through." Yeah. Do we think that what they did worked? Remember, Shamari, I was telling you um, a couple weeks ago, I was, I, I was like, Holland said that there was a twist in the movie that people were going to be upset about or something like that. Holland yeah. said that? Yeah, he did say that. And they, didn't they say something like it was like an Iron Man 3 level twist? Yeah, that's what he said. They said something like it was very similar to Iron Man 3. Clearly, that's what he's talking about. Yeah. That, that, that's the only the, the Iron either Man that or the, the, the post credit scene, but I don't think it would be that. I'm thinking it's... Ironically, I think that the post credit scene would be the one I would think he would think would make people more upset. But if you're comparing to Iron Man three, that was that was that scene. That yeah. was the the switcheroo. Right, exactly. The heel turn. So you know, it's it's not gonna make people upset like Iron Man three. Unless people are just so like in this like multiverse, like theorizing, you know, what does the multiverse mean? Mm-hmm. That's why I I was kinda like, alright, I, I mean We'll talk about this after Spider-Man Far mm-hmm. From Home, but I'm not gonna go too into this thing because you don't know, you know, you don't know if it's true or not. And I mean, they really were sucking you in. They're talking about the six one six universe, yeah. And then the, I'm from the eight one eight universe. I'm like, yo, they really lean into this. <laughs> if there are people who really want that, they're gonna be very disappointed. Yeah, exactly. So from that, from that perspective, like those people will be upset. But besides that, like nobody's like. Nobody was like, yo, like, I was so hyped for Mysterio to be a hero. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So, but that clearly is what he's talking about. What he talks about it's an Iron Man 3 level twist. I loved it. I, I thought that, um, and again, I've heard people say, oh, great, another Stark twist. But I'm like, you know, something related to Stark. Stark twist. is the center of the, uh, the MCU. That's he is. What, he was the, I mean, now we've seen other movies suggest that, you know, there were heroes before Stark, but, like, he was the first public hero. But even hero. his dad was involved with, heavily involved with Captain America and S.H.I.E.L.D. Right, exactly. Even yeah. Captain Marvel to an extent. Like, but, like, my thing is, when we look at where the MCU started, it was the first movie, um, when you look at uh, Stark being such a public figure, his technology being so... Uh, what's the word? So revolutionary in that universe, it's not surprising that a lot of these people are going to have connections to Tony Stark. Again, I said earlier in the podcast, there aren't that many heroes in the MCU. We think that there, because there have been so many movies, they've been doing this for so long, that there are hundreds, but there are in the Marvel universe. But in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, is like 10. 
So, you know, I mean, what, you want him to be tied to Doctor, Doctor Strange? You want him to be tied to Black Panther? You want him to be tied to Thor? Hulk? I mean, you could have. He, he could have been a he, he could have been I somebody think, I, an employee I, yeah. for Banner. I mean, I, but I think, the point I, was, yeah. it makes it means way more because Tony Stark again the impact he had on Spider Man uh, specifically. I might think I think my thing for, for, for me, I think the 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 um the the person who be against you, the, the devil's advocate, would say, well, yeah, but at the same time. Like, you could always tell a self-contained story. That, like, why does everything have to be connected? It's what the issues they had in the ECU. I guess my issue with that is, Sham, like, to me, if you tell a good story, I don't really care that it's linking to something else. Like, like the issue, like, yes, I had problems with the fact that, like, Justice League, like, linked too many things. I thought it was distracting. But, like, what also made it distracting was that they weren't telling a good story. Like, it's more distracting when, like, you're telling me something that doesn't make much sense. And now I'm being distracted by things that really don't even matter. But, like, mm-hmm. this story is well told. Like, this story makes sense yeah. to me. Yeah. And, yeah, exactly. It's a well told story. Because um, Mysterio, the idea that he just, like, can do this on his own, like, that also, like, always was, like, really, like, a stretch. Like, really? Like, how is he doing all of these things? Yeah. Like, he would yeah. need a team to do what Mysterio does in the comics. Yeah, I thought, I thought, I thought they handled Mysterio and, and, the, and the people that were helping him from these different movies and these different parts of the timeline. I thought they handled that extremely well. I was completely convinced none of that seemed nonsensical. Um, and I thought, I, you know, I feel like I agree with you. You're right. I mean, he would have to have help, you know, unless he was like a scientist. Yeah. And also, like, he's not going to do all that on, on his own. So, yeah, I, I thought they did that uh, extremely well. It makes. Um, and uh, I'm sorry, Kenobi, just also really quickly regarding uh, uh, Peter Parker and Tony Stark being his his mentor is like he he was established as peter's mentor in in before even the first movie since yeah, civil, war. civil war so like yes he's, he's gonna be a big part of peter parker's development and i and like i don't think it overtook his story i don't think it made it so that it was another peter parker and tony stark team up this was a peter parker movie tony stark wasn't in the movie it was just peter parker and an aspect of some of tony stark's tech yeah, that was and Happy gets thrown in there. Happy's in it. Fury's in it, or quote unquote Fury is in it. <laughs> and but that's it. So yeah, I, I think those people, honestly, the people that are like anti Stark, I feel like those people are just looking. And at like I understand the 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 issues from like a broad level of like again another Stark. Like you can be mad. I don't think people are that mad. I'll be honest. Oh no, there are people that are mad. Like like, and, like they may say they're mad, but like like. Like, like are, Tony's you, not, are you really that I'm mad? Just like Tony's not in the movie. You can't blame yeah, it on Tony. Yeah, are you really that mad that they said Tony Stark's name in a Marvel movie? Like, it didn't really have that big an impact. In the last like, you, he could have not I mean, been. I agree. It's he could have not I'm been. Saying, I think Tony. they are again, actually mad about that. Though. Again, like he could have. He could have been. This could have been about Banner instead of Stark. They could have yeah. replaced the name, and like it would have had. I mean, it would have had a, a minor impact, but but it would have made less sense. But of course, the but, movie would have made less sense. And like. They do this because it makes it way easier and quicker to explain. If we, if again, if it was Banner or if it was some random tech company, if it was Pym, even it would, it would take way longer. You'd have to explain all these things. When it's Stark, you know, all right, you all you gotta do is show a ten, uh, you know, a five minute, three minute Flashback. monologue yeah. of this guy talking back. about like this happened and this happened and this happened, and you get yeah, it immediately. Yeah. If you've seen all the the Marvel movies, you get it immediately. And if you haven't, they're explaining it to you, and you know who Tony Stark is. And it was, and they told a very clear story of the last movie of 
uh, or really since Civil War, but especially in the last movie, of P- uh, Tony really looking at Peter as the future. Right. And the fact that, that could, the fact that this egomaniac that, that would drive back crazy, the guy who who probably you know killed himself to make that tech that, as he said, Tony uh, acronymed it Barf, like that he's giving it now the keys to some kid. That would for egomaniac who's psychotic, yeah, that would make him do something crazy like this. And like if you if you make it banner tech or you make it pim tech, it's not the same. And like it, also, it doesn't make the the rivalry between him and Peter make any sense. Yeah, and it also obviously the MCU. This is a Spider Man movie, and look, if you don't like the MCU connections, we'll take it out of the MCU. We'll go back to full Sony Spider Man movies, and you can enjoy Andrew Garfield as Spider Man if that's what people want. But again, there's an MCU movie, so there are gonna be other ties to stuff and other character development. This is another layer to Tony Stark's character. He created Mysterio. He was the one that, again, you know, disrespected in Beck's mind Mysterio, disrespected all those employees that were anti-Stark, and created Mysterio, who, I mean, again, was a global threat. So it, now yeah. you look at Stark and say, look, that's a that's that's a, a negative, you know, on his legacy, essentially. Exactly. I was going to say, and, like, it kind of goes back to what Happy was saying, which I thought was such a, a just a... A beautiful, I thought, scene between him and Peter on the plane. Which is that, like, you think that Tony had everything figured out? He was a mess. Like, and, and we saw that through the three movies of his own movie. He had massive issues. He made terrible mistakes often. Um, like, and and he made a terrible mistake by 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 pissing all these people off in a way that he did. Like, like Tony is very imperfect. Exactly. So. Like, the idea that, yeah, he would create tech that was, like, really stupid, like, that all oh, these drones that anybody could somehow get access to and then could theoretically attack Earth, that's a stupid idea. But Tony does stupid things. Like, that, like, even in his death, like, it's, it makes sense that he would have stuff that maybe isn't the, in the best interest, you know? Like, mm-hmm. it, it, it all, again, I think it all makes sense. I think there are people who, who I think are stuck in the Raimi Spider-Man who, that were just pure Spider-Man, they didn't connect to anything else, or even the Amazing Spider-Man, they didn't connect to anything else, and they like that, and they don't like that they're being infused with something that's not Spider-Man per se. That's being such a, a heavy impact on the story. On the story. Yeah, I don't know. I think those people are just going to continue to be disappointed. I agree. This is a connected universe. Yeah, this is a connected. This is what they wanted. <laughs> like that's been the issue. They're not getting it, and now they're like complaining nonstop. Like yeah. I don't know what. Yeah, this is a connected universe. If they don't want to, connected... go watch Amazing Spider-Man. It was... Yeah, I wanted a yeah, non. Watch Amazing Spider-Man. Watch Venom. Yeah, watch, watch Venom. Watch uh, Sp- Spider-Verse. You know, go wa- play P- Spider-Man PS4. But like, this, you're not gonna get that here. Um, real quickly, guys, was there any? Well, first of all, I gotta say my favorite scene in the movie, hands down, bar none, is Peter tapping into what they're calling the Peter Tingle, which I will say is stupid. It's not. It's a terrible name. But it's gonna be. It's gonna be changed. I think. I mean, yeah, Watch is talking as if they don't want to call it the Spider, or one of the writers. I don't know who it was. Uh, one of the writers was saying that they don't want to call it. They don't want to call it the Spider Spider Sense. Spider Sense, yeah, Spider Sense. Which it is just ridiculous to me. I understand, like to a certain point, like uh, I get like a lot of reasons why they want to be different. That to me is ridiculous. I don't know why you don't why you don't let them call it Spider Sense. I don't think they'll they'll reference it that much going forward. I think it'll be more innate going forward. I could be wrong. I hope not. Yeah, that's my guess. But regardless, him tapping into that to finally take out Mysterio was one of the most satisfying scenes 
I think I've gotten from a Spider-Man movie. Like, it was everything I would have imagined, like, Peter would, how, like, I would have imagined to see Peter fighting Mysterio and winning. Like, seeing him be able to, gotta be able to tap into, like, what is real and what is not. And him being able to just, like, rip apart those drones the way he did. Like, I never would have thought that Peter fighting drones would be something I would be so excited about. But, like, just how they did it the, uh, cinematically. Like, I thought the gunshot was crazy. Oh, and the gunshot was him, it, him catching it, that it's or whatever. Incredible. Like, that was just, like, it, it, it really, to me, it very was much like the, like, you know, Last Dragon. Like, you know, Bruce Leroy being like, I got the glow. You know, like, like all oh, the whole movie, like, he can't, he can't, not the whole movie, but the second half of the movie, he can't touch this guy, and he's having massive issues dealing with these this threat. And him being able to, to, to figure it out at that moment, and even though Mysterio was giving him his best illusions, I'd love that scene. I, I I would go I want to go back to the movie just to see that scene again. Yeah, that was a spectacular scene. I agree. Um, I thought I thought it was wonderful. Um, uh, you know, as much as the last, the, I thought the final act was very good. Um, I would say it was a lot of just him running away from drones, which I wasn't like, crazy about. If I had to pick at things, I'd be like, oh, it's a lot. Of, you know, him just being shot at. Yeah, trying to win him, run away from drones, but I did think that was a very cool scene. I agree. Yeah, put it back into the reality of what was happening. You yeah, know, yeah. It's just, that's 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 honestly the weakness of Mysterio. Yeah, right, exactly. Is that yeah. once the illusion is gone, the yeah. reality is kind of lame. What, yeah, what <laughs> that's is the he, point? You know, which yeah. that's the point of his character. So yeah. it's a it's it's a necessary evil, I think, to get what we got, which was I thought was a, for the most part a phenomenal. Some people movie. are arguing that is it was a weakness that they only had one villain. Some people oh, arguing, nonsense. you know, could you have made. Could you have? Could there was there room for someone else? I was gonna say I think those are the people that just wanted Sinister Six. Yeah, you know some people are like man, no chameleon. Like, like, where's my Sinister Six? Dimitri dude to be chameleon. People well, Dimitri wanted Fury people, to be so, chameleon. People, uh, Dimitri, that guy might be Red Dynamo. Is he gonna be anybody? I don't know, <laughs> but Red Dynamo is named Dimitri. And considering this movie, <laughs> a lot of Russians are named Dimitri. Agent. <laughs> just, no. I'm just saying, <laughs> whatever. Maybe he's maybe he's Red Dynamo. <laughs> yeah, um, Dmitry Petrovich. From, uh, before we get to yeah, before we get to uh, the post credit, anything, you guys? I, I Is Mysterio meant, dead? Um, I think so. I think there's no way. I mean, not no way because Marvel, but uh, I don't know. I'm be, I'm gonna be flat out. I don't know. If I would have bet, no if, I would, if we were betting money, I'm betting money that he's staying dead. I think it's sixty percent. If I'm betting money, I would say he's staying dead. But I agree. I think it's very close. I would say something like sixty five. Sixty percent. I think there's a good chance yeah. he could still be alive because the Edith. How did I mean? Could he have programmed the Edith to say he's dead? Maybe, but how does he? I mean, I guess he predicted because he had the video. But like, I feel like the Edith. I don't know if he can get past it saying that he's dead. I think I think that was the point of the the scene was that Spider Man, like, doesn't kill people. So when he found out the guy was dead, he was he was upset. He's like, damn, you know. And the Edith was telling him like, yeah, he's dead. Like, he wanted to make sure. So. I don't know if they're gonna reverse it. They could use Mysterio's illusions, but I I think it'll be unlikely. I, I think it, I think I think we I think it's possible, but I, I would lean that he's probably dead. I also feel like I, I can't imagine Mysterio uh, Jake Gyllenhaal being like, "Oh yeah, sign me up for three movies." I, exactly. He seems to me like a one and done guy. Yeah, like uh, this is a cool. So guy, it made yeah. sense to kill him off, but I just I'm I'm upset that he's dead because he was so good. I would love to see him in another movie. If they bring him back, I'll be totally fine. But I get the impression that no, this is his end of his role. Were there any uh, quickly before we get to the post credits? Were there any scenes that 
or anything in the movie that you did not like. I mentioned, I almost said disliked it, but I thought Ned w- didn't have his best movie. Shout out to Flash Thompson also. I thought he was really good in this movie too. <laughs> the Flash Mob. <laughs> funny man. yeah man that was good stuff him and the, him and the, the, the stream yo we, we got we got we got competition man we got competition on YouTube we got Flash Thompson <laughs> Flash coming. Mob man you know, Flash Mob's coming up man but again another sign of like Marvel not afraid to change up a certain character remember we were like this dude's Flash yeah I oh he's brilliant though we were like yeah. what this, this 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 little guy but he's brilliant <laughs> because again like he, he's very much Flash Thompson he's like very much like the bully of today. Yeah, the modern day yeah. bully. The modern day bully is not like the dude who's gonna throw you in a locker. <laughs> not, the modern yeah, day not bully the is the guy linebacker. That, can, yeah, exactly. That will verbally <laughs> eviscerate you. You know, that has social media clout. <laughs> yeah, know, that yeah. kind of that. that's that's the bully now. So it makes Word. perfect sense that this is his bully. Um, but was there anything? I wanted to mention him because we didn't say anything about him at all. Do we? Is there anything you guys uh, did not like about this movie? Uh, or that you had criticism about. I mean, I mentioned, mentioned the, yeah, I mentioned, last I mentioned the third act. I with, can see like, that. There's a lot of drones, a lot of speeder, a lot of Peter just running away from drones. Which I was like, yeah, I mean, you know, it, I mean, it was, it was, it looked fine. The effects were great, you know, um, but it, but it was him, a lot of him running away from drones. Um, uh, let me see. Uh, I thought the uh, a lot of the movie was outside of. Um, the action, of course, and the, and was it was definitely a high school romance movie, mm-hmm. you know. That's typically not my kind of movie. Right. I thought it was done well, you know. I I liked Zendaya's performance, but I mean it is what it is, and you know, I mean Homecoming was too to an extent, but it was also more like a tell t- coming of age kind of thing where yeah. it was like like the whole drama surrounding it. It was it was with Liz, yeah. but but it was like also him and Ned. Right and him and Flash and him and just being in high school, and going to homecoming and all that, um. So yeah, I mean, uh, but yeah, I'd say those those are probably the only things. Other than that, I enjoyed basically everything else about this movie. Kind of any 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 uh, criticism for this for this film? Um, I think I don't know. Uh. I feel like there were certain things that I, I, I questioned, obviously, are they plausible, you know, especially around Mysterio's character, um, you know, some of the stuff with the Edith was a little too, like, clumsy. Oh, I thought Spider-Man was very clumsy with his identity the whole movie. It was kind of bugging me out. But in what way? then by the end, you know, his identity gets revealed. So it doesn't really so matter. So what, what parts were you, did you think he was very... Well, like, you know, like, when he's doing the press conference and they're early in the movie and he's not wearing his mask backstage and, like, I know he can, like, <laughs> flip it, you know, at a snap, but, like, yeah, still, that's kind of, it's a little dangerous. Right. Now, again, he's a kid, but I'm like, all right, Peter. Anyway, but then, But I'm like, all right, that's one scene, you know, you know, they can explain it away. But then even, like, when they're on the trip and he's doing the Spider-Man stunts and his, <laughs> just as Peter Parker, I'm like... All right, kid. Like you're being very risky. Like all it takes is one guy to be like, "Yo, that's Peter." Like, yeah, yeah. He's fighting this water. Like, yeah, he got that ma- that uh, that Mardi Gras mask yeah. way too late. Yeah, right. Yeah. He did like most of his stuff without that. Yeah, mask. I'm like, all right. So <laughs> I, I thought I thought they were a little clumsy with the Peter Parker and Spider Man thing. Um, the Night Monkey stuff was very funny. <laughs> that was really yeah, awesome. yeah, Night Monkey was really funny. Um, okay, post credits. These are, um, besides, I'll say besides 
Iron Man 1, these are the two best MCU post-credits ever, scenes ever. The two best? Yeah. These Both are, of them. These are the two most, besides, besides Nick Fury's first Iron Man 1, Ooh, that's a, these are the two biggest ones. That's a, without question. Without question. I mean, right, I, without question. I mean, without question. That's a lot of movies. Yeah, that's a lot of movies. Now I gotta go through the, whole, gotta go gotta through go the, through the whole list. What? There's no post credit scene uh, that changed any the post credit scene that changed Thanos. the landscape. A lot of them didn't do much. Yeah, it's him saying anyone. It's him, say, it's him <laughs> saying I, anyone. Anyone but that. Yeah, he, him saying I'll do it myself. I'll do it myself. I mean, my. Mark for MCU movies <laughs> because the these scenes guys well all right were I'll let you finish but then I have these I, scenes I have were movie, were personally there's no other post credit scenes that drastically change the movie you watched as much as these movies. that's fair well, that's none fair. if we're talking this, are we if talking you, if you left changing the movie or hyping us up for something in the future it's yeah. both if you first of all fair. it's both. But Fair. first of all, if, if you watched Spider-Man Far From Home and you left after the post credit scene, the movie is is not the same movie. Nope. It's like, it's a completely different movie. And the fact that three minutes of footage changed that, to me, speaks volumes to how massive these post credit scenes, mid-credit and post credit scenes were. Um, and in terms of the future, again, drastically changing the the canon of what's happening moving forward, Peter being unmasked is is very, very massive. I mean, it's it's been done recently, and it had grave effects for him in the comic books. Yeah. Um, Look, I and then what they did with the with, with the scrolls and, Kalos, yeah. and what that foreshadows in the future also massive, massive yeah. ramifications. I, I um. On the Peter thing, I think, before I get to where I think it ranks, the Peter thing, I think, what people are and overlooking. And J. Jonah Jameson came out with J.K. Simmons? Come on, started, that was crazy. I started laughing. You know, <laughs> I said, I, I didn't see it before you guys listen. I didn't watch it with these guys. So I'm in a movie that, like, I'm, I wasn't, I, I didn't have any, I sat, I went alone, but there were people there. I'm looking around there like, oh, are you freaking kidding me? Like, right. I, I was bugging out. I, again, I, I can't remember the last time a post credit scene made me mark out like that. Yeah, um, and two of them did it. I I bugged out when I saw the scrolls. I was like, "What?" Same, because Ashmar, do you remember the guy behind us when the second post credit scene came out? He was like, "Scrolls." I don't know if he knew or did it, but like, <laughs> then they showed up. I was like, "What?" <laughs> that was crazy. You should have got that guy to call in the podcast. Yeah, he must I, he must have gotten spoiled. He <laughs> just spoiled everybody. But it still was bugging. I still was bugging. But um, on the first one though. What I think it may be setting up that people aren't catching. I mean, maybe they are. But, you know, some people mentioned, oh, is Daredevil going to be involved? I mean, that's cool. It, unlikely. But that Daredevil would mean that he would need, like, yeah, legal Yeah, legal, well, Daredevil would be, be his legal lawyer. Legal representation. Yeah, right. it'd be his legal representation in the sequel. Unlikely, but given what we talked about with Feige last week, saying it's a spoiler about the next list characters, it's not not completely out of the question. But that would be insane. I think something that's a little more like <laughs> possibly that would be, that my head would, would explode. Could they be doing the Sinister Six and do a situation where I feel like whenever we talk about Spider Man, we're talking about the we Sinister have to. Six. Yeah, they I mean, did a movie. Sony has been obsessed with doing it. So <laughs> but we know they it makes do the it. Sinister Six more dangerous if people know who Spider Man is. Of course. And it was a bit. It, it it was everything that had to do with the post credit scene in Homecoming, right? With so Scorpion now, being like, "Yo, who's Spider Man?" Yeah, exactly. So this is like directly linked to that. 
Exactly. And you know, uh, Vulture and Scorpion weren't in this movie. Right. Exactly. So, I mean, are we? I mean, is there a chance that those guys were the ones that leaked this out? I think the people who leaked it are were, they the source? No, I think the people who leaked it were 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 uh, were Gyllenhaal's homies. It has to be Bex right? homies. Yeah, we see the guy with the flash drive. Beck says, "Oh, you know, record this last, do this thing, whatever." And the guy does it. Like to me, it was very clear that that's what they were setting up. Yeah, and they were the unnamed source. Um, but real quick, in terms of the other MCU movies, I mean, I, I mean, I loved. This isn't maybe the impact that this one had, but I loved. The Civil War joints with Spider-Man and Black Panther. I thought the Black Panther one. I was losing my mind. But um, the Spider-Man one was all right. Um, I feel like uh, the Captain Marvel one, well, it was Infinity War, where he, Fury goes to Captain Marvel is kind of crazy. Now, again, we know, we knew Captain Marvel was coming, so it wasn't a shock, but it was still like, all right. These are all nice scenes. It doesn't hold a candle to what we saw, you know. I mean, these, the, these, the, were the OMG, scroll, these were OMG. The I wasn't going with. Was I wasn't marking with with those scenes like I was with the, this. the scroll one. Like it was, I bugged out. But then when you realize they're on his side, I, I kind of calmed down a little. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that too. I was like, whoa, the fact, the like fact, that fact, changes the, the movie. The fact, the fact that they were still like, like kind of like, and Fury was like, oh no, the, cool. They were still the cuddly scrolls, and I was like, oh okay. Oh, they are. You know, all right, that's funny. It it, it it changes the movie in the sense that like Fury now it explains why he was so bumbling. Yeah, Fury but it yeah, doesn't change yeah. why he was so bumbling. Yeah, but Fury it made change. no sense in this movie until that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but it doesn't change the intentions. Like if they were evil scrolls, if they were evil scrolls. Then I'd be like, yo, what I'd be, the, I'd be like, what was whoa, happening this whole movie? I'd be losing my head. I'd, I'd be, be theorizing on whoa, what? So what let's, let's, let's let's stay there. Did they make a mistake? Did I they make a mistake. But again, I referenced early in the movie. I trust Marvel. They want yeah, to change the scrolls. Yeah. I trust them. I wouldn't recommend it, but I trust them. I mean, that movie has a, a completely different vibe. Completely, as you said, if those scrolls are not scrolls working for Nick Fury. Yeah, if it's not Talos and his wife. If it's just two random scrolls. Yeah, two sleeper cells. That we have not seen before. I mean, that that I mean, this becomes something pretty remarkable. And... Now, that doesn't mean that we won't get what we're talking about in terms of secret invasion. Because, to me, that what they did still lays the groundwork for scrolls pretending to be people out in the real world. And as Feige has said several times when he's been asked about this, not all scrolls can be good scrolls. They're just like humans. There are plenty of great humans, as we know, but there are plenty of evil humans. I'm assuming the scrolls can't detect other scrolls. I have no idea. I, that's something I, I feel like I should know. I feel like I'm they, like the uh, yeah. scroll, super invasion, super fan, but I don't, I don't remember that being. Because I feel like, I mean, if that were the case, I mean, then that would kind of, you would think that would nix any idea that. Yeah, since we there have were, that, there were so now. many major scrolls out there, like yeah. they would interact with each other and be like, oh, clearly that guy is a scroll. Like, but so, I mean, I think, I think to answer my own question, I think it probably was a mistake, but I, but I, again, I tell them, can I hold because. It doesn't mean we still don't, won't get something like Secret Invasion. Now we talked about it earlier. But I thought that this, this movie would have been a, a lot more they... sinister in how he felt about it if that was those were evil scrolls or just scrolls. Yeah, I mean, they did the they did the Secret Invasion thing of like these major characters are actually scrolls, but 
they, again, it had a, like just had a different impact. Yeah, I, th- I think that this was their nod to those people. I think that you know I've been one of the biggest secret, so secret invasion people. I'm not I'm not losing hope completely, but I thought this was their obvious saying. Okay, you guys have been talking about this. We know this is something that you guys want. It's not something right. we want to do, but here's what, something we what can do. What do we think Fury fun. is even doing? So Fury, that's the second question. So Fury is 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 we see him on a ship. He's chilling, having vacation. He looks yeah, like he, he it looks like he's on the base for Sword. That's what it looks oh, like. Doing to sword me. wasn't Sword wasn't that wasn't on Agent Shield, right? No, no. they, they had never done Sword. If you don't know, what we sword thought is, they were doing Sword. For guys who don't know, Sword is essentially the the space version of Shield, yeah, the intergalactic, the intergalactic shield. version of Shield. Uh, Fury has been involved with them in the past a lot. Um, but are, is Sword in this movie going to be all scrolls? That's the thing, though. He's on a ship with only scrolls. So that's the weird thing too, is maybe that's how they're forming it. I don't know. Maybe maybe they really like maybe it started with them as only scrolls. Maybe that's who he's run, leading with right now. But that was interesting. I was hoping to see. I want. I was looking to see. I got. I want to see the scene again. I'm sure I can if I find it. But oh yeah, I've seen like it multiple. like <laughs> I was looking to see if there are any human other humans, but I haven't seen any other humans. So of course I've seen the movie multiple times. That's why I've seen it multiple times. But we so I don't know, he said, so he says they got work to do. <laughs> to you know, it, it's. I think there's still a lot, Jamari. That's like left that's left to be determined with what that deal is right we all know nick fury is not a villain so we can't imagine he's up to anything villainous but he is someone who walks in the more the land of moral grayness of course and could this be something that turns on him badly which is that's how i see the secret invasion thing still popping it's him trusting the scrolls and him like deciding oh i'm gonna use i'm gonna weaponize these scrolls to help me on earth while i do other things and them turning on him that could still work. <laughs> it's just funny to me that like Nick Fury's like so bored with Earth that he's like, you know, I'm just gonna go on a ship and like do my same shield stuff, but now like on a on a galactic level. I think what he, I think the story they're telling is <laughs> funny. I think the story that <laughs> like you didn't want to retire at this age, like Nick <laughs> I, I think the story they're telling is that I think he realized after seeing what happened with Thanos that oh no, like my time here, this is kitty stuff being on Earth. Yeah. This mm. is this is this is the kids' table. I'm not I'm only in for the big game. So the big game is out of, out in space, so we need to find whoever's out there and take him out. So I'm going out there. Mm. Well, look. Either way, man, I'm looking forward to it. I trust Marvel. I think that they're gonna. I, I I'm thinking we're getting Secret Invasion at this point. You do think we're still getting Secret Invasion, it, or or this this post credit scene raises increases my belief. What that we're gonna get Secret Invasion? As I I, I agree with Secret that. Invasion. Because they don't just in, they're not in, they're not introducing the scrolls or reintroducing the scrolls in, in a Spider Man movie for no reason. Yeah, exactly. That's my thing. <laughs> you know, they, they could have they could have reintroduced them in Captain Marvel too. Yeah, the same yeah. thing, and not done any of this. Right. They wanted to make a point that again, this is the the they're introduction me. into Phase Four. They're reminding people the scrolls the scrolls exist. They're back. They're here. Yeah, they're still around. Remember, they're this on is, Earth. This is <laughs> this is almost thirty. That was a reveal. This is almost yeah. thirty years. This is is thirty years yeah. in advance. We yeah. were speculating where are they? What are they doing now? Well, now we know they're on Earth. Exactly, <laughs> yeah, scrolls are on Earth. Yeah. So, so that's that's a massive. I mean, it's funny how we originally started this conversation saying, well, maybe this means it's less likely. But I mean, we got. Way further along in the secret invasion conspiracy theory than ever before of this movie, so it's kind of hard really to sit back and say, "Oh, well, it's less likely." Yeah, I just think it's not going to be. It's going to be in a only, different iteration. I just feel like again, like if you really wanted to really drop the hammer on secret invasion, you don't have those be Talos and his wife. Right um, now, is there a chance that the scrolls are being introduced? 
Now they they can use the scrolls in multiple in multitude of manners, like Marvel has done in the comics. But is there a chance the scroll are also in, being introduced to introduce Super Scroll as a villain for the Fantastic Four? Maybe the initial villain. Mm. I don't know if that was the decision that was made for Homecoming. We're far from home. Far from, oh, far from home. home. Sorry, I, I went where, almost. Where, where are we gonna get a counter? We're at the end of the podcast. <laughs> where are we gonna get a counter on how many times EJ's gonna call? I, the, I thought I was bad. We're at the <laughs> very end, and I almost got through it, and somehow I did it. Um, far, I and look, far yeah, from home. I th- I don't know if they would have been doing in this all this script. scroll stuff for Super Scroll. That yeah. seems seems unnecessary. Yeah, put all this scroll weight into Super yeah, Scroll. Right. Fury's on a scroll ship or something. <laughs> right, it's all for Super Scroll. But is it like? Could that be a collateral? That like yeah we're doing all, a lot of scroll stuff and by the way super scroll is gonna be the I mean thing. well if you want to talk about you know you're saying oh we need to do different things and, we haven't and, seen and, that. and you want to do you want to do a Fantastic Four oh, movie I'm tired of seeing Doom you want don't want to see Doom again <laughs> yeah, right. yeah super <laughs> scroll is is a would be a very smart way to go I'd much rather see him than Mole it, Man it has a history with the MCU because you've already introduced the scroll so it makes yeah, sense yeah. that you did that I don't That's know true. if that has a connection to what we saw with this movie but that would make sense. I also I can't avoid mentioning it before we move on and, and do our scores here. Um when Fake Fury was walking around and he told Fake Maria Hill, you know, the word the word about the, the, the Cree sleeper cells is supposed to be a top secret. I was like sitting around in my movie theater, I was like, What did he just say? Right, yeah. I didn't know what he was talking about. I mean, because I mean, we don't. I mean, that, that, was, a, that was an intro. That was an intro. Because that was concept. also to me. Everybody's mentioning obviously the scene, which was huge, but that was the first even iteration, anything close to Secret Invasion. We were talking about alien sleeper cells, but he said they were Cree. So that's fascinating. It's like okay, are the Cree shape shifting, or how is that gonna work, or is that a cover for what we now know is that there are scrolls on like what is he talking about mm-hmm. that line is gonna be a lot of me thinking about for a long time because that that line I, that was a throwaway that i was just like that wasn't a throwaway people who are watching don't know what the hell he's talking about I, he said that that was one of the scenes i was like what is going on right now and it kind of set up the scene for what happened at the end um but yeah, I, I, I'm sorry. Those scenes were incredible. Shout out to, to J.K. Simmons for being back. I like that they reimagined him as like an Alex Jones type Infowars, uh, uh, you know, person. Because at the end of the day, like you know, newspapers unfortunately are are by the yeah the whole daily the thing wouldn't would make just any, no out, sense. It's just an outdated mon- mantra and. Uh, making him some fake news website guy, I, I think is is. I mean, is, Marvel did it. They they reinvented that in in Ultimate Spider Man and. It was very, very, very intelligent. Yeah, a lot Young of the, Justice kind of adopted as well. Yeah, but they they were the first. The Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon was kind of the first one to catch up to that. Yeah, I'm level. so glad J.K. signed on board to do it. Yeah, there have been like yeah. rumors, rumblings. You know, would he do it? Will he be in the movie? But nothing concrete. They kept that pretty quiet. Same one thing. It's not, probably not that hard considering he. You know. It was, it was one clip. It was a clip. He, you know. he could have been in his basement when he taped. Yeah, that. Exactly. literally. That's where I'm doing. I, I don't take like in his basement. So like he, you know, he, no one had to see what they did. That could have been just the five people, the cameraman, the lighting man. That could have been anybody. Um, last, uh, uh, I guess we're up to the scores now. Um, so well, before we get to that, yeah. Any speculation on what we see in the next Spider-Man movie? What was behind the first? Because the first post-credit scene was more impactful for spider-man yes we didn't really talk about 
Like, what does this mean? I mean, to me, I mean, we talked about it a little bit in terms of how far they're going to jump. Right. I mean, I personally don't think there's going to be that long a jump. Like, I don't know when they've slated right. next Spider-Man do, but movie But do we for. think that they're going with Spider-Man as a fugitive? Do we think that they're going with... Here's what I think's going to happen. Spider-Man's going to be... I think that... I think, I think Spi- I think the idea that Spider-Man... The fact that J. Jonah Jameson, rather, is a InfoWars guy... I think that will be... I, I think, think that's going to cast doubt over what was done. Right. I'm not now he's gonna have issues because there are gonna be people out there who going after him. believe he's Spider Man, just like people believe Al Jones that there are lizard people out there. Right. Like they're gonna or like you know, the Pizza Gate, you know, like there are gonna be that it's gonna have consequences. It's not gonna be the massive consequences as if it was CNN saying he was Spider Man. Um but I do think there will be consequences for it and, and people there will be a lot of people believe he, that Peter Park is indeed Spider Man. And they're gonna have to, 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 to retcon that. I'm a little worried, honestly. That they can handle it. That's a massive thing to handle, and we know they're not going to go years. That the future is not going to be everyone knowing Spider Man, Peter Parker. That's just not the future. So, if that's the case, you got to fix it. The last time this was fixed, Mephisto and Doctor Strange were involved. Yes. Then I do know. I don't really want to see any of that stuff <laughs> in a movie. First of all, that stuff wasn't. Liked by Spider-Man fans, we don't like that. That was not good. And, and my, did that. And we, I, so and I'm kind of worried that, that, that I'm kind of worried that that's where they're going because we know if you're moving Spider-Man away from Tony Stark and you got to link him to someone else in the MCU, we've mentioned Doctor Strange a lot. The New York connection. This seems like the the very obvious easy layup that oh well a problem that has to be fixed and somehow get people to forget that you're actually Spider-Man. This is a layup for Doctor Strange. I, I just don't want that to be the way they use him. Yeah, I just feel like I agree the Doctor Strange thing is possible, but why even do this just to have Doctor Strange then come in and snap his fingers? Oh, you all forgot. He's not Spider-Man. It was like... What? Yeah, they have to have some kind of greater plan. Yeah, that has to be a major purpose. Regarding that MCU. Um, I, I heard people and, and mentioning look, name, Norman Osborn. Did he have anything to do with this? Yeah. Is he funding... Was he funding Mysterio? Is he funding the Daily Bugle? I yeah, and honestly, like this, I don't know if this, I don't know if this is gonna be controversial or not. That's, that's part. Of the, that's part of the don't reason. Don't be fired, Shamari. That's part of the reason I wasn't on act- FCC airwaves. <laughs> <laughs> I've been busting my butt. Nah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna go on a Christian Hall of Fame. Um, uh, but that's part of the reason I wasn't as high on that post credit scene or mid credit scene as other people were because I was like. That not everybody knows he's Spider Man now. Now, now what? Now we're gonna get some Spider Man on the run, right? right like, right, right. oh, mind wipe, some kind, something that's not gonna make sense. Right, it's gonna right. be some kind and of they're massive... deviating major off the off the yeah. the, the, the typical Spider Man yeah. storyline. Yeah, now we're all like, oh, the next movie. Where is this in the timeline? Right. What are they gonna do about Peter Parker? And it's like, uh, I don't know if I want yeah, that. Yeah, you should like, I was so happy about this movie. Yeah, like, I was, was happy so about dirty. the movie. I was happy about where we were yeah, going for it. Oh, MJ. Now we get to see Spider Man. Yeah, it's, and MJ. it's a sad ending. It's now, not a good. It's a bad. It's a bad. Yeah, now I'm like, alright, man, now what's going on? Now, yeah. now what's gonna happen? You know? It's, it's like, like we just getting J. Joe and Jameson and now like, everybody knows he's Peter Parker. And it's like I don't know what, if I though, wanted that to happen yet. I but like I, I get it, but like in terms of stamp Shock value and also putting your foot in the ground of where <laughs> J. Joe and Jameson stands as a nuisance to Spider Man, he is just implanted. Like his first appearance is him mm-hmm. saying that Peter Parker is Spider Man, I mean that's just like there is no slow buildup to J. Jonah Jameson becoming the person. He's going full tilt from the beginning. <laughs> and what's funny about J. Jonah Jameson is that I've watched that scene multiple times. Of course, went to bought the movie. Yeah, you went to the movie twelve times. <laughs> yeah, obviously, exactly. Right? And in the twelve times I saw the movie, 
Um, it's funny is he called, he called Mysterio the greatest hero of all time. It's crazy. Which is so, so ridiculous. Yeah. Like, the, <laughs> Mysterio, the greatest hero of all time. You know, like, this, this guy's ridiculous. Like, <laughs> um, I mean, they they really, I, I, I kind of like that about it. Like, I, I, I we all, not it sounds to me, we all have questions about if they can pull this off. I have great questions, and Watts, we all think Watts is a good director, and they've done a good job. Agreed. But but I, this is a hard thing to do, but I do kind of like that, like, you know, this guy, Jameson is not just a little gnat that's annoying Peter. He has just completely blown up his life. And, again, I kind of like that, that Jay, Jonah Jameson has that kind of impact on him so immediately to yeah. mark his stamp on this Peter Parker and what that character means to him. It's He's ruined his life. And again, they're going with, like I say, they're going with the Ultimate Spider-Man that, in that show, like, he doesn't work for J. Jonah Jameson. This isn't like, a, I'm a paper boy yeah, he's that just, has to interact with him. He's, he's just, just an adversary. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I I feel like one thing I want to see them do, and I, I, don't know if we'll, I don't know if we'll see it in the next one or not, um, but I, I do want to see how they incorporate, if they're ever going to incorporate, some more traditional Spider-Man characters. Harry Osborn hasn't been seen yet. Norman Osborn. Um, I don't know what they're gonna do for the next movie. Who the villain's gonna be? That I mean, that's there's so much. I Maybe we'll do another YouTube video about that. But there's so yeah. many ways they can go. You know, our dad, shout out to him, mentioned maybe they do Craven the Hunter. Now that we know P- Peter Parker is Spider Man, maybe this is Craven going cool. after Spider Man. Yeah, yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah, last yeah, Craven's hat last hunt. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. But there yeah, it, could it be P- Kingpin? Yeah, could it be something where the Sinister Six are like they're all ganging up? Like yo, you can introduce maybe it's not healthy for you know movie movie sake, but you can introduce three Spider-Man villains to be like yeah, this dude screwed me over two, uh, six months ago. He screwed me over three months ago, and like they're all then gang up on him. I don't know, but yeah. there are there are a lot of avenues they can go, or they could just go with one villain we haven't seen yet, like a Kraven. Yeah, mm-hmm. who's deadly knowing who, now that he knows the identity. I just, in terms of Sinister Six thing, I just never have been, I don't know why people love the Sinister Six. <laughs> oh, well. Why? I, I, that would I, be. I found it, I, I find the idea. That would be revolutionary really, if they could ever do that. I, fi- I find. It's hard to do. I find it very, like, I don't know. I, I, I've always found it whack. Really? I've never, I've never In been, the cartoons, I've always loved it. Spectacular Spider-Man just killed the Sinister Six. It was incredible. Right. It was. It was. It was. It was incredible because I don't like the Sinister Six. <laughs> so like the fact that I it was, those episodes are my favorite episodes of that show. So that speaks to again how I think about the spectacular Spider Man. But as a group, as a as a villain, as a villainous group, I just have never been intrigued. I, to me, it always kind of cheapened those villains. Like it didn't make sense to me that all six of you guys can't beat one guy. It it it, it always seemed ridiculous. So. And these are villains who are supposed to be so dangerous, and we all think highly of Spider-Man's Rose Gallery. He probably has, besides Batman, this, the best Rose Gallery of any superhero. The fact that six of them, six of his most dangerous villains, they all can't beat him by together. Uh, to me, it, it, it kind of always cheapened them. So I, well, they've been obsessed with it, and I get it because the fans love the Sinister Six. I, I never liked the Sinister Six. I would prefer they go away from it. The Sinister Six have to be done perfectly because ideally you want all at least four or five of them to be villains that have been like introduced already. 
so that like it's not like you have to introduce five six characters like the Amazing Spider Man they 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 tried they tried so hard to do the Sinister Six in like two movies and like they wanted to give them their own movie and all that stuff made no sense. But if you're doing a Sinister Six movie where like four of them are characters he's already fought and like they all have extreme power and are threats to Spider Man individually, then all six of them you would think again are major threats. And like it's like Mysterio. We didn't think like Mysterio I mean you thought he could be done, but like a lot of people didn't think he could be done. We thought oh he's corny, he's campy, how you gonna do his illusion stuff and make him really that much of a threat or that dangerous, you know, not a modern day villain. And they revolutionized and modernized Mysterio in a way that made him arguably the most dangerous Spider Man villain we've seen. I mean I think you could I think this this group that are doing Spider-Man right now can do Feige, John Watson, those guys, Christopher Marcus, whoever else is doing it. They can, I feel like they can turn this into a, uh, a major, major villain. And it may not be in the next one. If they do it, I think it would probably be in the fourth or fifth one. Yeah. However many they do, mm-hmm. but I can't wait for when they do it. Cause I think they are setting it up. Now, killing off Mysterio is a major blow to the Sinister Six fanboys. Because that's that's one movie just out. Unless that other dude becomes somebody. Unless that other dude becomes Doc Ock, for example. Right. I mean, but then that's that's weird. My gut tells me. My gut tells me this specific, this specific thing doesn't have anything to do with Spider Man. I almost wonder if this whole issue Spider Man dealing with may may not even be corrected in a Spider Man movie. But again, that's like, that's could that's, be corrected in an Avengers movie. Could be corrected in something. Avengers, I can see. But like, for example, if they if they if <laughs> if they tie into Doctor Strange that he fixes Spider Man's problem, then I'm gonna be like, why did we did we only do this so that Spider Man could be in Doctor Strange? I mean, the only thing would have to be the pay, the payoff in Avengers was really good. Like, right. if whatever happens in Avengers was really compelling and really good, right? And then he does it. That's fine. Now, if that's not the case, then I would agree that that would be stupid. Because mm-hmm. like. Cause then I'm like, all right, like, I mean, it was a great post-credit scene, but again, it, like you just said, it, it is only to set up a f- another movie that has nothing to do with Spider-Man. We've kind of seen that, like, Civil War has some stuff that like is brought in from other movies, yeah, and you know, tied into other movies that don't have anything to do with Captain America, for example. But I don't know. My only, my last thing on this though is that look, post-credit scenes, both of these are great, but. Post credit scenes are only as good as the the payoff in in, in reality. So hopefully Man, those Thanos post credit scenes did pay off. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think there was an Ultron post credit scene, but if there was, it would have been lame. You know, the Apocalypse <laughs> one is great, but well, Apocalypse yeah, was lame, so we don't. It's not memorable. Mm-hmm. If Apocalypse <laughs> was an all time great villain. Uh, yeah. We'd be talking about yo. Remember that Apocalypse post credit scene? But so hopefully they do right with the Spider Man on the run theme and they do right with this scrolls storyline because that'll be his legacy let's do scores guys spider-man far from home out of 10 shamari what are you giving this i give it in uh 12 uh <laughs> 20 out of 10 no i get i give it a um uh i give it a 9 out of 10 i was very very pleased with the movie uh, I thought it was very well told. I thought the action was great. I thought the villain was great. Um, I thought the uh, 
Uh, I thought the actors did it did a wonderful job, uh, and I can't wait to pick it up on 4K Blu-ray and look at all the deleted scenes and behind the scenes and gag reels and all that stuff. Uh, but yeah, I thought it was very well done, so I go to nine out of ten. Uh, I'm gonna go nine point four. Uh, it's almost a it's almost a perfect movie in terms of like you know very little weakness in, to it. I mean, we we found very little weaknesses to point to poke at it. Um, I would say nine point four is, is is appropriate. Great performances all around by the cast. Uh, you know, almost a perfect Mysterio. Um, some things that you know I I have to I I I dock because I'm like I feel like they maybe overlook things or you know some things that I, I could question. I would, I wish I could have a sit down with you know Watts and Feige and be like, are we sure? This, explain to me how this happens or how this happened, but. You know, it's like I, I want to listen to a director's cut of this movie. But like beyond like the little minor stuff, like great movie. Uh, I will go nine point three. Um, this is I think the best Spider-Man live action movie we've seen. Uh, and that's speaking to someone who was a stand, absolute stand for Spider-Man two. I would fight anyone who would try to say anything was better than Spider-Man two. Uh, I think this passes the torch though. I think that this, um, it brought the humor, it brought the action. It brought a, a, a an incredible villain. It brought great twists. It brought what I again I think are the two best MCU uh, post credit scenes since Iron Man one. Just literally since the beginning. I mean, I, this is a, a memorable movie. It's a movie that, that that advanced the character of Peter Parker in a way that um, I honestly wasn't sure we'd get this far with, like in terms of him have now to defend himself as someone who now has his identity out who has now deal with J. Jonah Jameson um, who now has a new girlfriend in MJ uh, it, it did a lot man it did a lot it, it, it advanced MJ's character I mean it just this movie accomplished a lot it was juggling a lot of balls so to speak in the air and for them to be able to, to not stumble was really impressive John Watts deserves a lot of credit. This cast, this whole crew at Marvel and Sony deserve a lot of credit. And uh, I can't wait to see the next one. I mean, this was one of those movies where I was like, wow, man, I really want to see the next Spider-Man movie, like, now. And They haven't put that on any slate or anything, right? No. Or, or anything. We don't know anything. We don't have any We don't know that's any, all Sony. We part. don't technically know anything that's happening. Of course, we know Black Widow is, is the next movie, most likely. Well, we know Well, we know there are untitled Marvel movies. Yeah. But we assume those yeah. aren't Spider-Man because that would be part of the Sony stuff, right? Oh, that I don't know. That I'm not 100 percent sure about, uh, but I, I feel do, like we've talked. But I we do talked know about it in the past, Sony's kind of gone by to beat their own drum, saying, "Yeah, we're doing this movie now." And, right. Um, I think Marvel's kind of just tried to write around whatever their deal was. Yeah, so this time, time, they wrote, wrote around Endgame, but uh, but Sony kind of has control over like when they want to do certain things. Uh yeah, I love this movie. Again, it's my my favorite Spider-Man movie. And I want to see it again. I can't wait to see it again. I especially want to see it again because I really want to see now the nuance in Sam Jackson and Colby Smolder's performance. Because um, I think you probably watch it again and, it, and there are probably other things you notice. Like uh, like someone pointed out how like, well, it marries the awesome actually. Shout out to him. He was like when when uh, when 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 Sam Jackson brings uh, Peter into the lair and you know he's talking about Mysterio and he's like Mysterio's from Earth. And he says he's not from your Earth. Like that was a, a, a obvious sign that, that he's a scroll because he's like, why would you say your Earth? You say our Earth or the right. Earth? What do you mean your Earth? Right. Like they were they, like they had a couple of lines in there that was slick that kind of 
like alluded to this not being the real Nick Fury that or uh his wife calling him Nick. Even that though was the one. that was the one I was like, wow, that's a big one. The first big. scene, like like you know, you know, Kobe Smolder Mirror Hill calls him Nick. Which and mean, was that in the the, the new endgame thing? Yeah. Yeah, and people never No one no, no one picked up on that. Surprising, surprising. Which you know could have obviously just looked like a like a plot hole, but shows you again the detail and the writing was really good. So because somebody would picked up on that and asked, what, like what? Why are they calling him Nick? People could have theorized, yo, what if they're scrolls? And that would have changed. If I came into this movie thinking, yo, what if Fury and Maria Hill might be scrolls? That changes my entire outlook. Because then I, I, we probably would have caught it. Yeah. Like if I was watching for these guys to be scrolls, I would have been like. That's mad funny. Like, yo, whoa, whoa. Yeah, that, that, like, that, the whole movie, Fury is like just like so like he's, he's like, aloof. He's like a character of himself. Yeah, he, yeah, he, he really he's is. He's like really harsh on Peter in ways that I'm like, I don't know, I feel like Nick Fury wouldn't be this harsh. Right? Like he's harsh, he's kinda weird. He he's he's, like, he's very bumbling. And like he you know, he doesn't how Holland does this guy isn't is lying about everything. He's taking everything at face value. Um He's talking about he doesn't know anything. <laughs> like, yep. like this was like Nick Fury at his worst, and it, it, it becomes very clear why why he was so uh, why he was so off. It also explains to me why he was just trying to call people. Like Nick Fury, if he wants you, he's not calling anyone. Like he's not, he's not calling you on the phone. That was you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. like that to me that that also was a sign. Like Nick Fury is just well, I, we've seen Nick Fury now for almost for 11 years now. We've never I've never seen him make a phone call. Like. He just pulls up places. He's not trying to call you. So the idea that he was just calling, like, it was, it was part of the gag, but it also, again, makes sense that, yeah, like, Fury gave this guy a job, and the guy has no idea how to play him. So he's doing the best he can, but he's doing weird stuff. Yep. So, uh, yeah, the Fury stuff was really funny. Yeah. Uh, one thing to note, we're getting Comic-Con soon. So And Marvel is going to be at Comic-Con. Yes. Marvel like, uh, is going to be at Hall H. They're going to be a Saturday night. Marvel Studios. It's going to be a Saturday night event. It's yeah. their return. They haven't been there. They weren't there last year. Uh, so that's gonna be massive. Yeah, it's a couple weeks. Yeah, that's gonna be massive. Um, I expect a lot to talk about soon. Um, but thank you guys. That's it for this podcast. So thank you guys so much for listening in to this episode of New Generation Hero Talk Podcast, the Spider-Man Far From Home review. Uh, be sure to check all of our shows on the New Generation Podcast Network on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher. Make sure you uh, follow us on social media, New Generation. Uh, uh, podcast, New Generation Media on Facebook, New Generation Pod on Insta- on and Twitter, and New Generation Podcast on Instagram. Follow us. Make sure to subscribe to our, our YouTube channel, New Generation Media. Follow Shamari on on Snapchat and, and Instagram, MCChan22. Follow me on Twitter, EJ underscore Stewart, and on Instagram, Action EJ. Thank you guys so much for listening in. We'll be back next time for Kendall for Shamari. I'm EJ. Peace. <laughs>